You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about the Style Council, Cafe Blue. In the room, I have Rob. Hey, what's up? On the line, I have Kyle. Hiya. And Jackson. How about that? Cafe Blue is the official debut album released by the English band, The Style Council. It was released on the 16th of March, 1984 on Polydor Records. The producer was Paul Weller and Peter Wilson. And the genre is pop, jazz, soul, new wave, and sophistopop. What about Blue Eyed Soul? Oh, Blue-Eyed Soul, too. I think it would fit in there. And I'm going to read from the book, Jamie Walton. The Style Council's first full-length album, Cafe Blue, like much of the band's material, is a hit-and-miss affair. But when the album hits, its combination of R&B, jazz, and damn near any other musical style that was floating around Paul Weller's brain at the time of recording is a blissful sound indeed. The muted tones of the cover art and the band's flair for style all found expression in the music. By turns, sophisticated jazz and R&B-tinged pop, the preponderance of instruments perhaps too many, allow Weller and partner Mick Talbot to stretch out, with the title track showcasing some of Weller's best playing and Mickey's blessings provided a showcase for Talbot. My ever-changing moods confirms Weller's ability to pin a flawless pop tune and his vocal work on the ballad You're the Best Thing is a career high point. One of the most breathtaking songs, The Whole Point of No Return, balances a scathing Weller attack on upper-class privilege with a beautifully strummed guitar. On the pairs match, everything but the girls, Tracy Thorne turns in a vocal performance so tear-jerkingly beautiful that you almost forgive a gospel, the ill-advised rap experiment that comes later. Cafe Blue is a flawed album, too eclectic for its own good, though such a relentless appetite for variety warrants applause in itself. The disc was extremely popular in the UK, peaking at number five, and in retrospect, its influence is obvious on similar jazz and R&B inclined acts of the era, from Everything But The Girl to Swing Out Sister. The selection of gems on this album make it more than worth searching out. All right, what do we think of the Style Council Cafe Blue? No, sir, I didn't like it. I did not like it either. I respect uh, I respect that they just went for whatever they thought they wanted to do, but I don't think it's a good album. I loved it. Wow. Yeah. Rob, really? Yeah, Lo- love? Like cap- capital L love? I have a star next to every one of these songs. Wow. Every song? I have a couple of different <laughs> stars next to multiple songs, man. <laughs> this album fucking rules. You gotta be kidding me. I'm not. <laughs> really? This, that makes no sense. I mean, it makes sense in your love for uh, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you might be onto something. Yeah. Like little jazzy numbers that like are only about like two and a half to three minutes long. Yeah. Like, yeah, c- count me in. But they're not. But they're not real jazz players. They they just. I mean, it's it's jazz with a hard eye, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. but it's it's fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> but in in these quantities, I'm I'm all in. Like the eclecticism of all the songs is kind of what draws me to it. Like if the, if this if they had just you know picked well for example uh, the rap song, I don't think that I would have been a big fan of nineteen of those songs or a how gospel. many fucking yeah, yeah a songs gospel's they have in there. But I mean, like yeah, with with how many different like, just like throwing it everything at the wall and seeing what seeing what sticks. Like I was never bored once with any of these songs. I think what. I think what turns me off so much about this album is there's so many artists that were left out of exotica of light, you know, uh, croonery jazz, mm-hmm. all these other bands that are doing it way, way better than the style council in 1984. I mean, mean they like do things the book? that yes. were definitely not in this book I and see. not even recognized. I mean, there's no exotica record in here. There's no Martin Denny. There's no, Yam, Yame Sumac, there, there's no Chet Baker, you know what I mean? And all those things is exactly what they're trying to pick up. Now, I respect them for being like, screw it, we're doing everything. Like, we'll do the entire spectrum of these different genres, which I think, uh, if we're talking previous albums, like Stephen Stills with Manassas was trying to do like some... Yeah, that don't get me started on that. But I get that they're, they're just everything that's floating in their heads they're trying to go for and they do succeed i mean i did kind of like the uh me ship came in and uh the sort of like faux exotica of blue cafe i mean it's it's pleasant i think side b is is where i get really uh, i fall off there and then they bring it back with dexie's midnight runner style songs at the end well i mean i I, I really enjoyed, uh, as far as the side two uh, was concerned, I thought that uh, You're the Best Thing and uh, Strength of Your Nature were both really solid. Oh, I like, said, uh, yeah, I said You're the Best Thing is, what the fuck, is this some Ark of the Diver shit? And again, you're... <laughs> You're, you're 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 just you're just playing around and like it, 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 it all makes sense. It all it all makes sense. Makes sense for you, man. I get. I feel like such a fucking Neanderthal sitting next to you, being like, "Man, I can't believe NXS isn't in here. I can't believe there isn't any '80s Genesis in here." And you're like, you're pissed off because like Exotica groups and, and stuff are like left out, and I'm bitching about no. '80s pop. No, I love that stuff. Yeah, I, for me, I was pleasantly surprised especially with how we do this and you know as far as like uh you know the four records that we had to listen to this week Mm -hmm. this is definitely the stinker but it's not it does it didn't hit me the way it's hitting you guys with how much you dislike it and especially stacked up with like the uh the three great records that are on it but i'm not gonna take the floor on this please tell me why it's bad i once i got to a gospel i was like paul weller quit the jam for this yeah. It reminded me of Didi Ramone, like being Didi King and making a rap record. Hey, man. The, uh, Which is Crush- my favorite this record. I love the Didi King record, and The Crusher is one of the best songs that the Ramones never wrote. So Crusher slaps. Yeah, it's yeah. a good song. It's great. No, like I had to, I had to like take a break on this album. I had to put it down for a little bit. I was in the middle of side two. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I had to like play Galaxian for a little bit. I was like, I was getting fussy, man. Uh, you're the best thing. I was like, this sounds like a Flight of the Concord song. Like, what is this? I thought it was a great love song. I, I don't know. I got stars next to a Point of No Return, Paris Match, and Dropping Bombs, which I thought was very zippy, and I enjoyed the big horns, but that was about it. And I listened to this record several times, and I got high to it, and once that rap song hit, I was just instantly sober. I was like, oh, what is happening? Yeah. It just My buzz completely went away. 
Yeah. And again, I'm 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 only going to defend it because it needs to be defended. Rap at this point in time, it was a brand new genre. People were very excited about it, and everyone was throwing in a rap song. You know, let's uh, yeah, let's talk about the Blondie. Yep. Was, uh, wasn't that the first rap song on MTV? Like Rapture. Yeah. 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 So it's a uh, it, consider it. It's a sign of the times, guys. Things are a change and just so happens they're not the best signs of those. Times. Of course. It doesn't mean it's it like that is that doesn't mean that it's guaranteed to age well. No. In fact it's so, quite mean, the opposite. We are certainly um I feel like finding that being a flaw, yeah, it's we're gonna hear it in nineteen nineteen eighty four for sure, but doesn't mean it is gonna age well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what's what's so interesting about this album is because they did pick every genre. I mean, literally every song they tried to do a different genre. And so it's always going to sound off, right? It's, it doesn't sound like a, a band. It sounds like a, a band imitating other bands. I'd say it just sounds more like a compilation. Then there's not doing anything so bad. Like it's like, Ooh. right. I don't know, man. But they're not doing anything so good. I think that's my point. I think I think jumping ship from rock and roll, period, and like going directly oh, I think into that's this that is crazy, insane, yeah. and super brave. And you know, I I, apl- I applaud I, I applaud it because it's good, but I, I also applaud the effort because it, that's fucking bananas. Yeah, I applaud this album for stretching and and just like I said, doing whatever they literally wanted to do song by song. Mm-hmm. And it confused critics when it came out. They were like, I, I don't even know what to make of this because it it sounds like an experiment. It sounds like a project, right? That they took it upon themselves to say, okay, now we want this type of song. We want this type of song. And then they went out and wrote that type of song. Mm-hmm. But it ultimately where I land is you're not successful on a lot of those songs. Like those songs to me aren't successful either in the mixing, either in the, the, the production of the playing, uh, you know, whatever you want to say, those songs are, it doesn't make a whole good album. It makes an interesting soup, but I disagree, but I respect where you're coming from. We got Paris Match in our, our yeah. Our this ear holes song right was, now. It was great to hear from great to hear from Tracy Thorne. Yeah, that man. was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was cool. I haven't uh, I haven't listened to much everything but the girl. Uh, I I hear it veers into trip hop at some point. Uh, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get some of it. In the book. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, I should mention too. At this time, they were eighteen and twenty five. Oh my god. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Wait, which one was 18? Paul? No. Uh, or the Paul Dixie's was, Midnight Runner guy? Paul was 25. Okay. And um, McTalbot, yeah, was 18. From 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 Dixie's? That's one of the coolest things about the album to me, is that the other guy is a guy from Dixie's Midnight Runners. I, I do have to say, it did kind of grow on me a little bit, like after I listened to it a 
couple of times. For some reason, side two, I thought was more tolerable to listen to. Hmm. Um, I don't know why. Indoctrination. But yeah, I'm pretty, pretty easy pushover. But like, I mean, it was hard for me to get through side one. Up until the Tracy Thorne song, I was like, why did I agree to do this tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, just because I was like, I just don't know if I can sit here and listen to this. I'm surprised that you say that you're into bossa nova. Well, that did grow on me. Like the okay, that that vibe did grow on me today. Listening to it today on on side one, mm-hmm. it just sounded so fake. Yeah, at first, that's where I got it. Like something about it was just so fucking fake. And m- honestly, my sort of theory about like just throwing everything throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Hate it when people do that. I feel like that's like, that's not a vision. That's like a lack of a vision. And you're going to get an album that sounds like a mess like this. I can't, I can't say that I hate it. Do I respect Paul Weller for like dropping everything and doing this? Like, cause he wanted to, cause he wanted to do something different. Of course. Like go for it, dude. Yeah. I just don't think we should celebrate it. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> confused too, because the, the, the passage in the book isn't even like that. No, uh, no, it's like, not a ringing endorsement. Not like a ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, I read a few reviews, like including the one in the book, and like almost all of them were like, "Yeah, it's flawed." You know, it's got its ups and downs, and I was like, "Okay, that's fine, but let's get one of those good records in the book." Like, we don't need this. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, I don't think it's essential. There's there's stuff on here I like, you know, but essential? No, we I don't think we so. are also yeah. I don't think it's essential at all. We are also in what I was on here last week or the week before. Like, we are firmly in. English sophistopop territory. And it's just it's just the vibe that was just here right then, you know, at this time. It makes less sense to Americans. I Absolutely. Think. Yeah. This reminded me of ABC, where I almost liked ABC, but there was something I just couldn't get into. And I felt the same way with Style Council. And I, I, I love Sade. Pop. I love Sade. Absolutely. But I, yeah, I couldn't get into this. A, a few songs I liked, but I, I would never throw this on the record player. <laughs> I can't say I would either. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is we're... offensive. <laughs> Not offensive. You this guys, this faux Duke Ellington song is offensive. Yeah, this this drove me crazy. It's a it's a three minutes and fourteen seconds. It's fine. Is this dropping bombs? This is dropping bombs. I like. Yes, it is, Kyle. I like Kyle, this song. I was driving around listening to it. I felt like I was listening to NPR or something. Yeah, like, oh. you're about to go rob a casino. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, my ever-changing moods, you know, yeah. Uh, fuck Thatcher, fuck Reagan. I hate him too. <laughs> Apparently the on future records, they just get even more political and everything kind of falls apart. Yeah, they got a... They, that, that's like, one of the reasons they, they kind of uh, stopped doing it is because they got lopped into a lot of bands that were, you know, spearheading a political movement and then it became all about the politics and less about the music and they got completely uh, pigeonholed into that that scene uh they were convinced though by billy bragg who they said is a very convincing oh you to keep to keep the style council together uh no no to play uh to spearhead a wedge fed wait red wedge uh pop music led labor party youth drive they agreed to do it, but they, they, they just as the more they got, I mean, it makes perfect sense. The more they got into it, the less they like felt like they had an ability to stay, you know, to to write music that wasn't political. 
because then that became their whole identity and it kind of led them off the, the deep end there. Interesting. Well, I wish, wish them the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Paul Weller is doing just In that. whatever the hell it is they are trying to do. Because I can't fucking figure it out. Just trying to not play rock and roll. And I think I'm doing a great job of it. That's okay, yeah. The Paris match, I loved, like I said, for sure. My ever-changing moods was okay, too. But yeah, and then the, the some, some of them on side two, I think I liked it a little bit more because arrangement-wise, it seemed like they were actually trying to make a sound. Like, more of the songs sounded um, similar to me. Like, mm-hmm. like this is an actual record that they were trying to make. Yeah. Whereas the first side just... Start for happiness or both. Uh, they, they just feel like Dexy songs. Yeah. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is... Which I personally am totally fine with me too i just don't know why they didn't just get this out of their system and then do songs like that uh, here we go could be could be a lot of reasons you know maybe they wanted to rush a release out and they really didn't have time to focus on it you know but i mean paul weller is like notoriously like you know has just written like so many fucking songs yeah i mean after the jam he really he- does crank them out quickly yeah, he said that he was just tired of doing the the Rickenbacker guitar thing, right? He he, right. he thought he had taken it as far as it, it could go with the jam and totally had to evolve. And this is what he came out with. And we're listening to a gospel right now. <laughs> Which, and, and thank goodness. <laughs> uh, my initial thoughts on this, is this New Jack Swing before New Jack Swing? And then oh, it that's went... A good, that's a good observation. Yeah, and then... Uh, the lamppost swing is that that's just hanging people from lampposts, right? Ugh. pretty sure. So what it? Is yeah, well, it's what it's what the lyrics. Yeah, I think that he's talking about uh, hanging, uh, lynching hanging somebody. Tories. Could be hates these Tories. The, the, the Tories are the bad ones, right? We're 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 labor lads, right? Labor lads. And if you want to hear I, more of, I these, don't remember. Get, get up on your soapbox and let's, <laughs> tell me about if it. Want to hear ones. more of these? Uh, <laughs> Okay, yeah. So this okay, gospel's not a, the go, the gospel's not a great song, uh, but strength of your nature. If we just fast forward to that, because uh, I'd, I'd like to get to some of the songs on side two that I that I enjoyed. Uh, before half we, a star, uh, strength of your nature. I have half a star right now because <laughs> I almost liked it, but it, then it annoyed me by the end of it. I thought it was a, a yep. wonderful dance floor number. <sighs> and also on that one, uh, you have the uh, you have the Minneapolis sound. Uh, making its uh, English appearance. And that's uh, Prince's uh, contribution to funk where you don't give the, you give the keyboards the horn stabs. Yeah. Which is fun. Blue-eyed funk? Yeah, little little oingo boingo, little... Yeah. Little ABC. Better than ABC, though. It would have been cool if they wrote more than uh, one lyric for this song, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like to think that these songs were just written chronologically. <laughs> so they're like, ah, oh, fuck, we need to fill out the second side. Yeah. I yeah, have like this many the, lyrics. Side two was maybe in the evening when they were actually maybe in a better mood than in the morning when they started <laughs> the album. Wait, I'm looking at the track listing. Do you have a star next to Head Start for Happiness? Is that the um, one with the violin? Head Start for Happiness. More Dexy feels. Two stars. Ugh. I wrote a, I made a, Facepalm emoji. You see it? Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> it's covering up that eyeball really good. It's yeah, a, it's a wonderful. It drawing. sounds like Tom Jones. That I one. I also like Tom Jones, man. <laughs> I love Tom Jones. This is not Tom Jones, sir. 
<laughs> and you, sir, are no Tom Jones. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to go with you. I all This represents all the things that I actively enjoy that you despise. Yeah. It just so happens, like, that <laughs> this is where these things meet. <laughs> it's great. You know, growing up, going to record stores all the time for the last 30 years, you know, I'd always see, like, the jam section, and it's always, and then it was like, you know, also see Paul Weller and Style Council. And I never, ever, once in my life, ever had any idea what they fucking sounded like until yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, this was just a, a Wet Hot American Summer joke to me up until last week. Yep. And I love it. I'm happy and to. And apparently you loved it. I could have gone my whole life without hearing it. Oh, I didn't say that I couldn't have gone my whole life without hearing that. You're, 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 you're misunderstanding. <laughs> See, okay, this I can handle for a little bit. Yeah, for a little bit, but it doesn't... Well, how long is a song? So Four minutes? At least it's a song. Four minutes, 20 seconds. Yeah, what's... All right, guys. A gospel was for almost five minutes. Okay, that's a little long. <laughs> and you're the best thing is five minutes long. And it's a great love song. Two stars. Oh, my God. How would we feel if this had more songs? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hear me out. Let's say they do every type of genre. A real, I mean, you know, love below speaker box situation where they're just like everything. Uh, no. I, I, don't, I don't need to be a part of that. Yeah, you're right. They don't do the songs well enough to, to have any more to listen to. Rob, I, however. I disagree. What if they threw in a bunch of oddball covers like that Frankie Goes to Hollywood record? I would have fucking loved it. If they had an entire side dedicated to covers, I would love to have heard that. It would probably be better than their original songs. Uh-huh. This just feels like they it's accomplished artists trying to do something and, in my opinion, failing. I don't know. This song? This sounds like they heard... They heard prince those and prints we're, and we're like let's make a prince song yeah and, it, and they threw it together and it sucks dude it's not like fucking rapping rodney you know like it it doesn't suck it's a good no it's not it, it is a quality upbeat minneapolis funk jam i disagree strongly it does no. not suck it does not suck it's not interesting enough to suck oh God, yes. <laughs> i have to agree with kyle <laughs> Yeah, now we're listening to... You're the best thing. You're the best thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful love song. Get out of here. It's probably the best thing that Paul Weller ever wrote. So, uh... Ron, stop it. <laughs> but it's fucking... I wish I wasn't kidding. Or I, I wish I was kidding. I wish you were kidding. Uh, I just can't believe he went from, like, the Sound Effects album... Where the fuck did he go after that? Early... Where would he go after that? Yeah. I mean, R.E.M.?
literally the replacements. Yeah, I mean, he, sound effects sounds like those bands. Yeah, they 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 took from from what he did, and he was like, "I'm fucking done. I'm done with all these guitars and chords and rock and rolls." I want I want Sophisto pop from the '80s and to pretend like I'm in a jazz band. If he Weird. if if he made a shitty a shitty jazz album. That would make so much more sense to me than this. If he had made a shitty, like, Bossa Nova-y sounding album. Or a shitty Dexy's Midnight Runners, like, rip-off album. Just do a thing. Like, that would be better to me than this. And don't throw in all this fucking Dixieland shit, either. Because that's just <laughs> offensive. You know what I did like, though? The... <laughs> Probably because it meant the album was over, but the last song was the kind of a cute, the kind of a cute instrumental. Yeah. But like, make an album of making album of those songs of stuff kind of like that, and that would make so much more sense to me than this absolute mess. It does really feel like someone just keeps turning the channel. Which think, you know, I mean, Chocolate and Cheese by Ween, great sure. record. Yeah. You know, they did the same thing, song to song. Yeah, but, here we go but they're experimental by nature like this is like a you know this is a pop album well they're just experimenting on here you know i say gospel strength of your nature back to back is probably as experimental as it gets on here i mean they're definitely trying to do to get there it's the not like he I kept it's not like he's not trying maybe if they've been yeah. huffing more scotch guard <laughs> that we, we've gotten more in that chocolate and cheese yeah direction this song we're hearing right now you're the best thing is um Basically, um, loving you is oh, yeah. easy because yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's the same song. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it sounds like a Flight of the Concords parody song. Like it sounds like if you listen to the lyrics, they'd be cheeky or funny or something. They're not. No, they're it they're earnest. Does. They're and, earnest and, and great. Like earnest goes to camp. It's the importance of being earnest. Starring. But it sounds fake earnest to me. The whole too. thing sounds so fake. It just sounds so put yeah, on. I do that, not see it as earnest. Yeah, plastic soul. Oh no! Are we gonna start hating on Bowie's Young Americans now? Yeah. No, that doesn't seem fake. Yeah, literally plastic soul. Yeah, that doesn't seem fake to me. I get it, guys. You don't like the record. Hey, Birch, what'd you think about this record? <laughs> Good idea. They just—I don't even know. It's so hard to even discuss this album because it's so eclectic it has so many different styles that you just don't even know how to break it down i think that's why it confused a lot of the critics too because they were like where do i even take like what do i even do with this everything we have a, a rap song next to like exotica and maybe you're successful on one of those things and you're not successful on the other right so that's where I, I kind of have to go through and be like, okay, this one was okay. This one's okay. Side B really falls off for me, though. Hmm. And mainly because I'm not into You're My Best Thing, Heads Start to Happiness, obviously a gospel, Strength of Your Nature. I mean, none of those songs. So I, man, I'm just going to say negative, though. Because it's, they don't do Bossa Nova in the Chet Baker style justice, in my opinion, because they're not the, those players. And I, I would never go see, like go see this band. I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. When they do bring in this Dexy's Midnight Runner stuff, <laughs> it 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 has a, a bit more going on. But that's because they're in the band. Yeah, like you can't get away from <laughs> Dexy's Midnight Runner because you're one half the band. So I just don't know why they didn't lean on that and then bring in some of the different elements and 
that were working. I mean, having a Dexys slash jam fusion band that also incorporated exotica or jazz, that kind of sounds cool. This you only allowed one Northern Soul song on this record, though. You can't have a uh, uh, that much. I think on. I think for me too, it it's like instead of trying to do something new, they just said well, let's just pick the styles we like and or whatever we want and just go for that. And it felt it feels more of a doesn't feel in, like interesting and innovative in that way. It feels more like a like I said, a project that they were just kind of like, yeah, oh, let's do this. And in, in that regard, no, not in the book. Like, why? Why are we celebrate? Like, why would someone celebrate this album specifically? Because Robert Dimery was sitting there in his uh, he thought style in, council in his uh, perfect fan, fa- fancy jacket outside the club, going to do his weird new wave dances. Yeah, it was like, man, the style council <laughs> album rips. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that like he was just making out with like whomever he could at this point in time, and like that's why we're getting all of this fucking sophista pop. I think so too. Yeah, I think yeah. He, was, he was a very fancy boy. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I loved it. Um, I'm completely in on it. It's positive. However, I don't know if it's a must here. Like, I, in fact, I'm pretty sure it's not a must here. I don't think it belongs in the book. Yeah. But I'm glad I was introduced to it. I, I absolutely enjoyed, like, uh, each of the listens I did. So positive on my end. Uh, good job, Paul Weller, for uh, jumping ship on, jumping off of that sinking jam ship <laughs> and moving to whatever the fuck this is. I don't know. It was it was a brave move. I like that. Like, there's just two really like talented, uh, creative types that are just trying to find their footing. I don't know. I enjoyed it. Positive. Kyle, I hope I never hear this record again <laughs> for the rest of my life. Negative. What do you think, Jackson? <laughs> um, I'm gonna say neutral. I appreciate. I, I can respect. Paul, you know, wanting to do something different. Like I'll never fault anybody for that. However, I think it is too all over the place. Does not work as an album that somebody tried to release. I certainly don't think it belongs in the book. And that really confuses me. And I will probably never hear it again. Okay. Do you not think the Head Start for Happiness is more Van Morrison than... No, this is straight Tom Jones. Getting more, getting a lot of van off of it. Not good enough to be Tom Jones. No, I'm agreed. And and that's the thing. When I say those artists that they're they're replicating, I'm not I'm not dissing on those artists because those artists are the those are the you know pioneering artists that invented that style. And they're obviously the style council who have convened and they're trying to steal those different styles. Steal. We need to dissolve this council. Yeah. All right. Imitate. Maybe imitate. It should have been called the style imitators. Damn, Burgess Gold. <laughs> but you're not wrong. All right, Ice what are we cold. talking about next? All right, next time we'll be talking about Tina Turner, Private Dancer. Woo! All right, thanks, y'all.